Running a pet business is no walk in the park. I've been there, done that, and sure have the campfire stories to prove it. That's why Pet Boss Nation created Camp Pet Boss, where you can relax at a beautiful lake, refuel your leadership confidence with our in-person activities, and reignite your passion for the pet business of your dreams with your pet industry peers and trusted experts. Camp Pet Boss is a one-of-a-kind business retreat that mixes conference learning sessions and camp-like activities for pet professionals and their dogs. When was the last time that you got away from your business, unplugged from the chaos, and reconnected with your inner entrepreneurial spirit? And I hope that you heard me, that your furry best friend could be there too. Get ready for the most amazing and unique in-person adventure for pet business owners and their dogs, happening this summer in Lake Delton, Wisconsin, August 27th through the 30th of 2024. Tickets will sell out, and one building is already booked solid, So I want you to hit pause on this podcast and visit camppetboss.com right now to make sure that you have a room reserved. Your ticket price includes all food, lodging, and seminars. Need another reason to secure your ticket early? How about a massive discount of savings of $850 off your ticket? That's right. Early bird pricing is happening right now, but not for much longer. And I can't wait to hang out with you at camp this summer and share all those juicy pet boss stories around the campfire. Cue the confetti, pop the champagne, raise a glass, cheers with me. It is a party. (laughs) That's right. It is time that we are finally hitting our hundredth episode. I shouldn't even say finally because I feel like it happened in the blink of an eye, but we are here, friends. We are here to celebrate the hundredth episode of the Boss Your Business podcast. Honestly, I can't believe we did it, but we did. And in this episode today, I want to share some highlights with you and two of my absolute favorite episodes, as well as tell you a little bit about what the future of the podcast holds. Welcome to the Boss Your Business podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team, or dream of having one someday, then this podcast is for you. You'll hear honest conversations from pet pros work in the streets of Main Street, where dog business is big business. I'm your show host, Candace Daniolo, the founder of Pet Boss Nation and a pet business coach. I've started, scaled, and sold three successful pet businesses, and now help mentor thousands of pet professionals to see success faster together. I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you, mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, dog trainer, or really anyone covered in fur, let's get started. I wish this was like a real in-person party. That's what I really, really wish. I love getting people together. And if you heard me tease it on a recent episode, Pet Boss Nation is actually going to start planning some in-person events, hopefully in 2024. We are already starting the process. So I can't wait to share that with you in the new year because I love these in-person events and I love partying with my friends. And you're a friend, right? You listen here every week, hopefully, to the podcast and you're downloading episodes and hopefully you've left a review because while we can't maybe dance together (laughs) here in this virtual world, or maybe we can, 
Hey, Sarah, podcast editor, why don't you put on some dancing music and let me dance with my friends? All right. Oh, yeah. There we go. Move the hips. Step side to side. All right. Go low. Go low. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. And thank you, friend, listener here. I'm so excited. Obviously, if I'm putting a dance party in right at the beginning of an episode, then I'm clearly excited to have you here today with me. So let's kick off this celebration. I want to give a special celebration to our team, the team that helps produce this show. Because honestly, I know that some people can produce podcasts by themselves, but not me. It takes a village, I know. So first off, I want to thank Sarah Heater, our podcast editor, for listening to every single word (laughs) that I record. And slicing and dicing it up in a way that now comes to our listeners' ears. And Kate Malore, thank you so much for also listening to the podcast every single episode and helping come up with our transcriptions and the, the descriptions for the show copy and our social media copy. And Yolanta Smolsky, thank you, sister. You are um, a great partner to help strategize topics with, to listen to the episodes as well, to make sure that they make sense and ultimately help keep this going forward. I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for Yolanta, I don't know that we would have ever have hit a hundred (laughs) episodes. And then on our team is Jennifer Smith. And I just want to say thank you to Jennifer because she then takes everything that we have created and ensures that it gets put online so that you, our listener can discover it. So thank you to the Pep Boss Nation team who produces this show. Part of celebrating a podcast is actually looking at the stats of the podcast So let's look at things that are important, like ratings and reviews. So we like to look at Apple and Spotify because Apple Podcasts and Spotify are are really the only places where you can leave a review. And I am happy to report that we have 89 reviews and all of them, all are five stars. Oh my gosh. That's so, so amazing. So thank you to everyone who has already reviewed the podcast. And wouldn't it be fun if we could get to 100 reviews pretty quickly? So I'd love to ask for your help in helping us do that. So if you listen to the podcast on either of those episodes, you should be able to give us a review. And I wanted to give a special shout out to two reviewers, two listeners. Keela first, who said on Spotify, thank you for all your help and resources. And then Foster J over on Apple Podcasts expressed, Candace has pulled off an outstanding podcast. It's great to hear ideas that can directly impact your business, no matter the size or how long you've been open. There are ideas that are shared by people I admire, and they're tested and true. Not every idea will work in every business, but if you followed even 50% of the advice that's shared on this podcast, you'd be so out in front. It's also great to realize that you're not alone. Thank you, Foster J. I mean, yes, that is really, truly why I brought this podcast idea to life is that I want all of us to know that we aren't alone. Running a business is one of the hardest things that anybody will ever do in their lifetime. And it is much easier when we have a place and a community to talk things through and to hear how things are going for others. And if you, if you actually need help, if any of you listening right now need help, 
we have a website where you can submit your questions to me and they could turn into a podcast episode so that we have a little bit of a two-way communication here on a podcast platform. So if you want to ask me anything, you can do that by visiting askpetboss.com to submit your question for a potential podcast episode. And another stat that I am just so excited to talk about and share is that we have hit 60,000 downloads. Wow. I remember, I remember if I would have been happy to get 60, not let alone 60,000 downloads. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you to our listeners because the downloads and the reviews and subscribing to our podcast help our podcast be seen and show up for other potential listeners who might be like you. You know, I like the, the saying that we're better together. Any business, any small business that is learning on how to grow their business and working on their own professional development and building confidence is a good thing because they're starting to make an even bigger impact in their local communities and showing up as a leader in a bigger way for themselves, for their families, for their team, for their customers, for the dogs that they impact, cats, horses, whatever it is that they work with. And a lot of people still don't know that this Boss Your Business podcast or that Pet Boss Nation even exists. So please make sure to subscribe, to download, to rate, to review, and to tell an industry friend. Because even though another fun stat we'll share is that we're in the top 2% of all podcasts globally, we still have a lot of people who have never heard about Pet Boss Nation. So my goal in this next coming year is to get into that top 1% of podcasts. I know I can get there, but I can't get there without your help. Like I said, it takes a village. Now, I'd like to just take a moment to pause with you and reflect on what it has actually been like doing something a hundred times. What have you done a hundred times? Like I said, I never thought that I would commit this long to this podcast because I just thought, gosh, is anybody going to listen first? That's what I thought. And then second, I thought, well, will I ever have enough content to ever make more than like one year of episodes? And then third, I was like, life's happening, right? I had a baby. Like, can we consistently produce a podcast episode every single week? Well, we sure did. We sure did. I've quickly learned that podcasting is one of my favorite marketing platforms. I've also learned that there is so much to talk about and so much more that we could talk about that filling up a hundred content ideas is super easy. And then third, you know that, yeah, life happens, but you can always squeeze in the things that are important to you. And if you know that you need to take time off, you can always get ahead of your project list or content creation list to help ensure that things still run smoothly. And that is much easier to say here for a podcast Then sometimes in the day-to-day of your pet businesses, I know. But I want you to think about any kind of project that you're going to take on. What would it take from you to do something a hundred times? Either a hundred days in a row, a hundred weeks in a row, or I guess a hundred at random times, but still fairly consistently. What would it take? I'll tell you that if we go back to early episodes, like episode number one of the Boss Your Business podcast, which I was very excited on that one. And it is one of our most popular episodes 
mainly because everybody probably likes to start at the very beginning and then work their way around. (laughs) But that episode was titled Five Pet Business Success Lessons from a Seven-Figure Pet Retailer, Groomer, and Dog Daycare Owner. So in that one, I shared a lot and I was very excited about the podcast launching and sharing a little bit about my journey and then lessons in business to help listeners just kind of get to know me, maybe to trust me a little bit on the things that I had to share. And so that episode, I was like, I I was so excited to record all those beginning episodes. And then sometimes (laughs) we have a little less excitement. I'm maybe trying to squeeze things in a little last minute, or I'm not as motivated because of maybe other factors going on, or maybe just too much workload on my plate, that it's not perfect every time. Sometimes I'm really focused and totally dialed into the content and what I want to say. And other times I have to record take after take after take. And Sarah is listening to a lot of minutes of dead silence. (laughs) hopefully she's not listening to too much dead silence and she has software she can edit and take it all out. I know she does. But the point is, is that sometimes it feels really good to record and sometimes it is hard, but it still gets done. I've prepped outlines on airplanes and at my kitchen table, and I've recorded with Carmine right next to me sleeping when he was a newborn baby. I've recorded podcast episodes in hotel rooms in between speaking sessions and seminars. And I usually record them in my home office, which is downstairs. So I'm curious, what would it take for you to commit to doing something a hundred times? Think about what it is that you would want to do what hurdles or challenges might come into into your way, and how you'll navigate those challenges to ensure that you can consistently deliver because it doesn't have to be perfect. There are many episodes here that certainly are not, but we still showed up as a team delivering all this goodness for you over and over again, a hundred times. So cheers to the team. Cheers to my brain. for working a hundred times and a cheers to you for being one of our loyal listeners to the boss your business podcast. So what does the future hold? You might be wondering, you know, I, I actually thought that was a good thing for me to think about what is the future of this podcast? Because like anything that we do, we, we really do need to start analyzing some of the numbers and the data, which we're doing, you know, we're tracking the success of it and the impact that it's making. But like when I coach my clients and they have an idea or they're doing an event or they want to pursue something in marketing, or they maybe want to expand. I mean, really, honestly, no matter what it is that my clients want to move forward with when they have a question, I usually like to just start with, okay, well, why, right? What's the point? Why do you want to move forward with this? What benefit will this have to you? Why are you motivated to to do that thing? So I thought to myself, well, why did we start this podcast? What's the point of it? And, you know, initially it was established. Our goal was to expand our audience, to use a podcast and the podcast listening platforms as an avenue of building a brand new audience that could get to know us, understand the philosophies that we teach, and to hopefully invest in our business mentoring program, the Pet Boss Club. We wanted to find a new audience off of Facebook. Like selfishly, I didn't want to be putting all of our 
marketing eggs into the Facebook and Instagram basket. I knew that we needed to try something else. The reality is that this has really been a creative outlet for me, allowing me to share stories and experiences of not just my own, but our club members and some of our industry friends. But at the heart of it all is that this podcast allows me to use a platform that we have now built a a huge audience and a big following for to be the, the avenue of sharing what our mission and our purpose is, and that's to encourage and to educate as many business owners as we can, to inspire them, to motivate them, to help them find the confidence, to keep making the amazing impact that they're having in their local communities. And I think to do that, I need to share even more stories because it's not so much about the strategy and the planning and the tactics of how to get from A to Z, but it's hearing what your fellow peers have come through, what challenges they've faced, how they've overcome things, what wins and successes that they have had, because that's what really gives us hope. That's what gives us the encouragement to keep moving forward. Because I don't want you to just be open in business for the next year. No, I want you to be in business as long as you want to be in business and are thriving in a business. And I want you to build a legacy that can live beyond you in that business, whether you passing the baton of your business, the passing the keys of it and the ownership of it onto your children, your grandchildren, maybe it's onto friends, maybe it's onto a customer, or maybe whatever it is that you do, it will live on in online education through the seminars that you've taught clients through Or maybe it's even through the charities that you volunteer for and donate your money and time to. You are leaving a legacy here in the pet industry. And I want you to live as big and successful right now as you can so that that bright light of your legacy just shines on for a long time. How we wrap that all into the podcast and the future of the podcast, I have some ideas. And it's going to include more interviews, with a variety of people, more feedback from listeners. Like I said, I want you to tell me what you'd like to hear about. So visit askpetboss.com and let me know. For this 100th episode, I wanted to also take a minute to feature some of my favorite episodes. I've already mentioned episode number one, which is our most downloaded and listened to episode, but also one that's more recent is episode 82 titled, Your Customers Aren't Hiding, You Are. Three Rules to Follow to Increase Your Traffic. Traffic can be online traffic, in-store traffic, phone call traffic. (laughs) All right, it's how to increase the people coming into your business. So if you haven't listened to episode 82, please go back and check that one out. I also love episode 69, which was Run Your Pet Care Business, Don't Let It Run You an interview with the hosts of Pet Sitter Confessional, another podcast. Megan and Colin Funkhauser of Funky Bunch Pet Care have taken their love of pets and grown it to a multiple six-figure pet care company. They've also expanded into multiple locations and they launched a pet sitter podcast and group to support the education of pet sitters. If you follow me, you know that I love to talk about pricing 
and money and cash flow and in making sure that you are making as much money as possible in your pet business. Which is why when I look back at episode 69, one of my favorite sections was all about raising prices. And I want to share that with you right now. I'm sure you've had to raise rates before. And you know it's the beginning of the year. Typically, a lot of pet service providers will raise prices at the beginning of a new year, whether they're a groomer or a daycare or pet care. So can you tell us about what your experience has been like and raising rates and communicating that to clients or... So our experience has been um, that we were severely undercharging when we first started out. And we started out 11 years ago, and I'm almost embarrassed to say the the price that we charge because it's so low, but it can be really damaging to undercharge. So then, you know, you have to clearly communicate that gently as, as possible to clients when you're raising your rates. You know, we... We don't ever want to justify or explain why we're raising our rates because, you know, when you go to McDonald's, they don't say, hey, it's five bucks today. I know it was four dollars yesterday, but, you know, the rising cost of everything and it's just, you yeah. know, you kind of get caught up in justifying. But we, we try as much as possible not to do that. Yeah. And so a lot of the rate changes, a lot of the fear comes in with, am I going to lose clients? Am I going to lose people because I have to raise my rates? And the truth is, is that you might. Uh, that's a very real possibility. But also the truth is, so you lost one person. Well, your higher rates are now most likely going to make up for that lost person anyway. And now you have another opening in your day to take on somebody else who knows no different. And so when Megan says we up, we we present these very um, matter of fact way, we don't write long screeds. We don't you know, get multiple paragraphs and multiple emails, getting people ready for that. It is seriously just a, as of X date, prices for services will be boop, 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 done. We know we don't even end with, please let us know if you have questions because the people who have questions are going to contact you anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So I just, we just embrace that and go, okay. And then any new person just gets in right at those rates and you just roll along. And Mm -hmm. part of that is hard because you are stepping out, you're raising your rates. You have to be in some aspects, you have to be confident in, am I, am I worth that? Am I, am, are they going to actually see that value? And you have to trust and know that the people that are using your services will, mm-hmm. and the vast majority will. And we've raised our rates, what, last year, I think three times, yeah. three times over the last in year one alone. Year. Yeah. And nobody balked, like nobody said it. boo about it. Yeah. And that, that's not to say that the next time we raise them, somebody won't, but you, we're, we're raising rates and um, that has allowed us to do a lot of things in our business. Well, yes. Mostly, mostly hiring. So yeah. we, we realized that, oh, our prices are not higher, high enough to actually sustain our business with hiring right. employees. We need to pay them a good wage so that they stick around so that we can continue providing good pet sitting and dog walking. Yeah. That was a big one for us when we recognized, okay, if we hire a staff because I've chosen that, that's a decision direction we're going in our business that necessitates these other things that we have to do now, including yeah. raising rates. Right. Right. And it's all kind of a package deal. Yeah. Instead of just waiting until that next year. Oh, well, I always only do it in February or July. Like you're like, well, no, I mean, if we want to stay in business until that February or July, we need to make that price change now. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and that way it, it happens when it needs to. And it's right. not a thing where all of a sudden it builds up because for, for us, it was, well, if we just raise it one time a year, that means all of December, I'm sweating bullets, worried about what's going to happen. And I'm stressing out and I'm writing, rewriting them. And I'm freaking out about January 1 when I send that letter versus, hey, numbers are changing. We're not profitable anymore. I need to make more money right now so that in January, I'm still here. 
right. and I can make that change now. And because the the fact is, is that most businesses have very little operating margin, even as a service. When you pay taxes, you pay gas, you're paying employees, you're buying your equipment, insurance, everything. The margins are still really slim. And so just a little bit one way or the other can make or break your year. And so ch not being afraid to change it when you need it so that you can be around tomorrow to, to continue servicing people. Now that segment was just a small, small piece, a little chihuahua piece of a much bigger, broader episode that covered everything from how they operate as a married couple in their business and manage everything to what their journey was like from building uh, their six-figure pet care business. They talked about some of the hardships that they faced along the way and how they had to pivot. They share more about the podcast that they have and their community for pet pros. They cover how to establish some boundaries in your business that will help you reach your goals before you get burned out. Every single second of that episode, 69, is worth a listen. So make sure you go back after this and check that one out too. Save it to your downloads. The other episode that comes to mind is 76, three solutions to the challenges of today's employees, tips from a clinical psychologist. One of the biggest challenges right now are employees. There are all kinds of challenges around employees right now. But one that seems to come up a lot in our communities is their team needing more days off or having anxiety or not being able to focus. And so I thought, what better way than to tap into an existing Pet Boss Club member who also happens to have her doctorate in clinical psychology. Plus, she is a pet business owner at Camp Dogwood. Elisa Slay really slayed it in this episode, and I'm just pulling out a piece of it that can hopefully help you when you have hired a new employee. Take a listen. Anxiety is one of the greatest barriers to learning. You see it with even dog trainers talk about how you can't if a dog is in a fear state, you can't teach them a trick. You, you know, it, it, it's incompatible. So anxiety, fear are incompatible being open to learning. So if you think of somebody who maybe, they don't have to have a severe learning disorder, but maybe they read a little slower or they know that they have a harder time retaining information or sometimes they daydream and you're like, you know, welcome to whatever. Welcome to my pet store. Here's your manual. <laughs> Go and they're anxious and they're nervous. And now you're presenting them with all of this information that you want them to digest. And what's that going to do? It's just going to make them more anxious. Mm -hmm. And then anxiety makes you more distractible. And anxiety makes it harder for you to concentrate. So what happens is, is you create this vicious cycle. A person's feeling anxious. You ask them to do something that's going to be challenging, maybe taps into some of these learning issues or attention issues that they're bringing to work, and they try, and it's frustrating. And so what happens? Now they're more anxious because they're not able to do what you're asking them, you know, what yeah. you're asking of. Yeah. And so it's a vicious cycle. Yes. I mean, I can just see myself hovering over a newer employee at the point of sale system, 
going over something that I, in my mind, I'm like, we've talked through this, but now they're in the scenario with the impatient customer in front of them. A line is forming. They can tell I'm, oh, yeah. I, I can just build the anxiety oh, yeah. building for me, even thinking oh, about yeah. the anxiety so I imagine, was probably causing them. Imagine for a new employee what's happening. Yeah. And then you think, you know, why are they late? Why are they calling in? Well, if you have someone where it's really bad when we're in an anxious state and anxiety is sort of you know, one bus stop along the way to fear, how do we respond to that? Kind of either with a, you know, fight, flight, or freeze response, right? So when people have anxiety triggered, some people may freeze. And that's where you're just going to get the blanks, like blank stare, they shut down and you're like, they just don't, you know, they're just disengaged. Yeah, yeah disengaged, yeah. Fight, I'm going to argue with, you know, I'm going to argue. Because if we argue, Now, at least the attention isn't on, I can create distance between what your expectation is. Mm -hmm. Flight's just not even showing up. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, flight. flight. Just not coming in for that shift. Didn't text you. (laughs) Didn't text you. I quit. I'm just out of (laughs) here. I'm out of here. So anxiety and fear can be powerful things. And especially for somebody who's maybe does have some issues with, you know, learning, memory, tension, executive functioning, things like that. There's a high comorbidity occurring together between those things and anxiety and depression. I think one a good strategy is rather than just kind of diving right in with what you need to know, is when a person starts to kind of focus more high level, do what you need to do to get them to feel comfortable in your space with the other people who work there, knowing where things are. Um, forget having to learn all the nutrition information and all of the ingredients, but really just kind of, again, it, when we started talking at the very beginning, we talked about camp being all about relationships. Try and build a relationship with the person. Try and kind of initiate them into your business in a way that they're, that's not going to trigger the anxiety. And to stay in that phase, you know, maybe the, at least their first week or two, like yeah. you want you want them to be comfortable. Because a person right. who's comfortable and not anxious, they're going to be the most open to learning. Which makes me think about them being able to trust you, trust the environment and trust is the foundation of like every relationship. Mm-hmm. So when they are learning and have a question, if they've become more comfortable and have these relationships already starting, mm-hmm. they are going to have, have more confidence to actually mm-hmm. say, I don't understand. Or can I, can you review that again with me? Or, mm-hmm. you know, and I, build I, it I, in, you know, you know, get, give, you know, a new hire, like a cute journal or something when they start. I mean, I do this with my interns. I actually require them to have a notebook with them at all times. <laughs> I mean, which is like write down everything I say. <laughs> also, in the time that you're away from me, I want you to write down any questions that come up. And then I make sure in those early weeks that we are meeting very regularly, multiple times a week to go through their questions. And I say to them, you're going to have questions. I'd be concerned if you didn't. <laughs> right. And so, you know, from the beginning, yeah, I set the tone. Mm-hmm. The, so the... It's okay. It's okay. I'd rather have you ask. And then here's a way to help you so that you don't forget what you're going to eat 
the question that you had. Yeah. And I think that that's really important to, to, to let them know that it's okay to ask questions because we don't know their previous history with a previous employer or a parent or a teacher or any of that. And how, when they did have questions or did something wrong, how that. And setting aside time, you know, I think that where I think owners get frazzled is that person might come and ask you a question at the wrong. Yeah. The wrong time. The wrong time. And then we have the wrong reaction. (laughs) So you can prevent that by when they start actually scheduling in time to meet with them one-on-one. It could be for 15 minutes. I have, you know, to go over their question. So that way you're in a good space to, to be helpful. Wasn't that segment fantastic? I mean, really, Elisa is one of the easiest people to talk to and one of my favorite people to have a conversation with. So go back and listen to episode 76 so that you can hear the entire episode. And if you want to learn more about Elisa, visit campdogwood.com. Now, when I look back at other cool things that we've done over the last hundred episodes, one of them was our pet boss summer school. We did something that I'm not sure I've really seen other podcasts do ever. I mean, I'm not going to say it's never been done, but it certainly doesn't happen very often. And that's where we created kind of like a mini challenge, a mini learning session inside of a podcast. And so we did five episodes back to back and they rolled out from July 11th to July 15th of 2022. Now we may do something like this again in the future because it was just so impactful. These were some of our most listened to episodes. And I just loved hearing all the feedback from our listeners, either via email or when I saw you in person about how much they loved Pet Boss Summer School. So those episodes are episodes 29 through 33. I cover five lessons. One is our mini marketing class. The next one is the selling skills lab. Third is the cash flow crash course. Lesson four is operation station. And then we end the week with our leadership lecture. You see the theme there? Kind of like a summer school. <laughs> but it also included worksheets. We gave people access to the downloads and the resources the episode talked about. And so that week was a little kind of like mini session of what it's like to work with us inside the pet boss club or to work with me one-on-one. So if you want to check out those episodes, go ahead. And if you want to go visit petbosssummerschool.com, go for it. And you can dive right in. Now, before we wrap up today, I also invite you to take a listen to episode 85. This one is where I review if your business is ready for a business coach. I share what you need to know and how you choose one. That episode is important, obviously, for me because I am a business coach. This is what I do for a living. And I want to help more people understand how we work and how we can make an impact in your life. I personally thought that I could do it all on my own. I could read some books, I could go to some seminars, and I could, you know, talk to my friends and my peers and my family members because I did have people around me who were successful. And I just thought, okay, that's enough. I I, I can figure this out. And I had good times, but I had a lot of bad times. And I made some really, really bad decisions in the first five years of my business. And it wasn't until I started working with a business coach that I was able to make the right changes in the business, that I began to make better decisions, that I really understood why I was making those decisions and those changes in my business. 
because my entire thinking had to shift and I had no idea why until I started working with a business coach. And once I did, everything changed after that. My financial situation improved, my time off improved, I got more time off. I was much more confident in having to, to face difficult conversations. And honestly, the whole business just became more fun. Plus, I made some of my lifelong friends inside the groups that I participated in when I had business coaches and I was participating in masterminds. And so I want that experience for you. I couldn't end this hundredth episode of the Boss Your Business podcast without inviting you to consider getting a business coach. And I sure hope you make the decision to work with Pet Boss Nation. Thank you for being a listener to the podcast. Thank you for leaving us a review, giving us a download or subscribing to the podcast. And Sarah, I'm going to give one last request for another dance party. Let's dance this episode out. Thank you for tuning in to the Boss Your Business podcast by Pet Boss Nation, your go-to resource for pet business owners and pet industry professionals. If you found value in today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many others. Your subscription, which is totally free to this podcast, ensures that you never miss an episode packed with insights and tips and stories and strategies to help your pet business grow. And I would really, really appreciate it if you could leave us a review and rate the podcast because your feedback means a lot to what you love most about the show and it helps others in the pet industry discover this resource. And if you know somebody who could benefit from the information that we share here, don't keep it a secret. Please consider sharing it with them. We're better together and we can help build a thriving community of pet business owners and professionals in so many local communities. And if you want more, including links to the show notes or exclusive freebies and content that we provide, then make sure you visit petboss.com. That's where we have all kinds of goodies for you to grow your pet business and hang out with us on social too. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all by visiting Pet Boss Nation. Once again, thanks so much for being part of our Pet Boss community. And until next time, keep bossing your business.